You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Illini Inquirer publisher here with you. And we are just really hours a couple days away from Illinois football kicking off its 2020 season. And in today's podcast, I wanted to catch up with somebody who I kind of had a difficult conversation with or kind of an emotional conversation with just a couple months ago when we thought that this 2020 Illinois athletic season wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, COVID had cost the football season. They canceled that. And it felt like basketball, are they going to start before the new year? Are we actually going to see Kofi Coburn and I would assume we take the court. And here we are on October 20th as we record this podcast. And Illinois football is just three days away from kicking off its season at Wisconsin, a nine-game schedule. Illinois basketball is about a month and five days away from starting its season. But today, I chat with Robert Rosenthal, IlliniBoard.com, about the start of the football season. Also talk to Robert about IlliniBoard.com, some of the changes he's made there. And as someone who appreciates all our support via the subscription model, Robert is going that route. We talked to him about why he's going there, what it means for him and IlliniBoard.com, and you, uh, the subscriber uh, to both uh, here, Illini Inquirer and Illini Board. Hope you subscribe to both and support both. Uh, but Robert's a, a fanalist, as he, as he likes to say, and I think he's a, a great voice on this beat, something different, uh, and obviously has a great connection with the fan base as well. And I just love talking football with Robert because obviously I get nitty-gritty and nerdy about Illinois football. He does from a fan aspect of it, uh, but he knows football well. I love chatting football with him. So let's talk football with Robert Rosenthal coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast. And uh, it, we had this guy on two months ago, I believe, Robert Rosenthal, IlliniBoard.com. The last time we talked to you, we were kind of having this like coming to grips moment that 2020 in Illini Athletics might not happen. And here we are a few months later, a few months later, and it's game week. Um, so how are you feeling? It's crazy how quickly it came. You know, like when they said what October 24th weekend is the first games. It was like, Oh, that's still, you know, another, you know, they've been talking about the 10th of the 17th. It's like, wow, that's 
kind of a ways. That's almost November, but now here we are. Like it really crept up on me if, if that's possible with a season delayed for two months. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of insane that what you know, seventy two hours. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. What, what, we're gonna find out the answers to questions in seventy two hours. And I don't know about you, Robert. I know you just got your beast of a preview out. Um, and uh, I know you kind of put it all in the one. I kind of just whittle away at the thousands of words as we go along. But I, I, we've been really writing about this season for 11 months now. Yes, <laughs> and, forever. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, Without been... seeing a single thing. That's the thing I keep coming back to. It's like there's no spring ball. There's, you know, it gets canceled uh, all fall practices are closed to the media. Like we know nothing. I mean, you know, L- Lovey will share some things and, you know, they said Virtus Brown's the starter and this and that, but like, you know, I, we've never gone into a season this blind with, you know, suddenly you see Johnny Newton is the third defensive tackle or something. It's like, wait, where, right. where'd that come from? Where in a normal year you would have like, Oh, well, yeah. He's been running with the ones at practice every day. So, yeah, we, we knew that was coming. So, uh, so yeah, this game is going to be a crazy, like, out of nowhere kind of learn a whole bunch of things at once. Yeah, I feel like there's some things we can learn. Like you said, Virtus is the starter, but we didn't, haven't been able to see Virtus against, like, Jamal Woods and Roderick Perry, right? Like, we haven't been able right. to see, like, how he compares. Right. Or we can't set that maybe, hey, we should have a fan should have a higher expectation of maybe Devin Witherspoon this year than Marquez Beeson. Right. Like we haven't been able to see some of that stuff, but we can kind of have an inkling. But yeah, you're right. We're going to find out almost as much as the regular fan um, on Friday night, which is uh, for me, it's it's difficult because I, I like being able to tell people that stuff leading into it, Robert. I'm like, I'm sure you are. But it, it's kind of like, man, we're going to learn more in this week one, especially going against a Big Ten opponent than we ever have. And since we've covered this team. Yep. Drinking, drinking from a fire hose, as my old boss used to say. Like, it's just going to be like, you know, like I, I, I picture Friday night of like you get the, you know, the the kickoff team runs out for the first kickoff and it's like, oh my gosh, Frenchie's out there. Oh, well, that means he's not going to redshirt. And well, it doesn't matter. There's no redshirting. And, you know, it's just going to be this constant like, yeah, like, oh, wow, like, completely changed that set on offense and the three tight end thing is really working and all this stuff. So, you know, after a summer and COVID of nothing to write about and nothing to do and, you know, quarantine and all the craziness, this is going to be content overload, especially starting out with Wisconsin who wants revenge. And there's going to be about 27 different angles toward this game. Yeah, I almost find myself like being like, hey, don't write about that yet. Save that or, hey, this is the thing we got to write about. Um, speaking of that, Robert, I want right. to give you some plugs. Um, one, you have a newish IlliniBoard.com. Uh, welcome to the subscription-ish model for real. Um, and I'm glad you're doing it. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, so, so take me thank in and, and take people in. Uh, what's different now and, and why you're doing this? Sure. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to do that. So, uh you know, I guess I got to I got to do the origin story real quick to just talk about how we got to this. So we we I just started a blog in 2009. Of I had a friend set me up with WordPress and a website, and I just started writing about Illinois. Uh, that fall, I started writing more and 
you know, some people started reading and such and uh, actually got really bold and asked for a press pass and got turned down because uh, I was just, you know, some random guy. And so I kept at it. And after a few years, they let me interview players at camp. And then I started traveling and I went to bowl game in 2011 and 2012. I started going to some road games. And so suddenly it's like, okay, my, my hobby is pretty expensive here. Uh, and so we did a little kind of minor subscription structure at the time. You know, when we opened, it was $12 a year. Basically, I was just trying to cover all my expenses. I would sure. go to training camp and hotels aren't free and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I did that for a while and kept at that while living, working my day job in St. Louis and, and doing that, you know, change into my cape at night and drive to Champaign and cover a basketball game and get home at 2.30 in the morning and go back to work the next morning. So uh, I, I, I kept doing that. Uh, from like 2013 to this year, my wife got a job offer here in Champaign and we just made the jump. And so um, our plan, uh, like many people's plans, so I left my job. My last day of my job was Valentine's Day in February. I left my job and I'm like, okay, and we have this set up. We're going to launch a subscription structure and we're going to do this for real. And we had it set up for March 16th. <laughs> it's going to go and March 12th. Tournament time. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. And so we just put the whole thing on the shelf. You know, you can't really say, hey, or buy my Illinois words when there's no Illinois anything, especially when you're trying to launch something, when you're trying to say, here's what I'll provide for what you would pay me. So we just sat on it and then we started to get ready. And, you know, they, they announced the schedule Ohio State on the Thursday before Labor Day. And we, we started scrambling like, OK, time to launch. And then five days later, they canceled the season. And so once it finally came back, it was like. Okay, they announced on Tuesday, we're, we're launching this thing no matter what. We just have to do it and that. So all of that to say, this is my job now. And uh, we decided to stay independent and build our own subscription structure. So um, we, we did it in two tiers. That there's a, there's a $30 a year tier, which is just what I've always done. You can just read the articles, unlimited articles uh, on the site. And there's a $60 tier that gets you more stuff, such as the preview that just dropped this afternoon. Um, you know, that, that, that preview now gets sent to all, all those upper tier subscribers and such. And they get a newsletter for me every other week. And there's a kind of a private message board thing where we can interact and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I, it, my, all of that to finally say it's a, it's a fanalist thing right uh that's what i call myself i still use the word we i think that's the biggest say difference between you and i in that um you know you, you you're not gonna say you're gonna say illinois kick the field goal and i say why did we kick the field goal sure um and that's that's how i've chosen to do it it's who i am it's why i'm doing this i'm just a fan and you know it's a tricky thing because you know a lot of a lot of press boxes don't really want fans in there. So uh, I have to walk a very, very thin line with my Wii stuff. Um, but uh, uh, the, the, the DIA has been really good to me. And I feel like we've built enough of an audience that uh, they have to kind of pay attention to us. And uh, it's been great. So, yeah. So now... Now jump off with both feet, and it's the full-time thing, and uh, it's uh, pretty exciting to have a game coming up. 
Well, Robert, I, I think you're a, a needed voice or a good voice. Um, I, I guess if you you know consider the whole thing media as, as people do, I I think you fill a great niche, and I, I think fans love you for it. And uh, you know, I I think you've handled yourself professionally, right? <laughs> like um, you, you do uh, do a good job of doing that, and I think you just do, do great that. work. And you know, I think some people, I think there's a lot of people out there, especially probably in your age bracket and my age bracket that are totally willing to do this uh, subscription model. Cause if you find quality content, you, you pay for it because they work hard for it. And then there's other people, Robert, they're like, Oh, I should just get everything for free because newspapers yep. decided 20 years ago just to give a, away everything for free. And that's not our fault, but yes. you and I have a, a living to make. Right. And, and we work long hours Correct. doing this. So uh, I'm glad you're doing it, man. And uh, is it going well so far. Yeah, it's been going great, really. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a little overwhelmed at the number of people going for the upper tiers. So uh, um, it's it's been really great, and it's you know I didn't I didn't plan on like a long buildup. I didn't plan on building an audience over ten years. You know, I think if somebody was talking about how to do something like this in the, some journalism class or media class, they would say, you know, the the longer you can build before you ask people for, you know, to, to support you, the better, and you can build over those years. It was just, I started a blog, yeah. had a hobby, kept growing, didn't know what to do with it, you know, just trying to fumbling through it until it got through, like, man, this is, this is so much for me that I think it actually could be a career. So it was really good to build all those, uh, you know, just, I'll say, relationships with people. Yeah fans I've interacted with forever on Twitter and emails and DMS and everything else. And so to have those people then say, Hey, look, we believe in you and we're going to, we're going to support you has just been awesome. Like, you know, what do you say when, when I'm hovering over the button to launch the subscriptions, I'm having this moment of like, okay, in the next two weeks, I'll find out whether I really can do this or I'm going to have to tail between my legs and like, go get a real job. So, you know, it was it was an intimidating time to hit that button of like, okay, I've been building this eleven years. Let's mm -hmm. let's see what it is. So, so the response has been really great, and you know, I, I've got to keep. You know, it's we're we're gonna do more, and we're we need to expand what we do, and we, you know, we have constant Zoom calls and such with the other guys who are part of it. Of like, okay, what do we got to do, and where do we go with this, and what's next, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's been fun. Awesome. Well. Um... You can't. Uh, I think Illinois loyalty is is true. I think Illini fans are very loyal uh, to people, and I think you've seen that. I've yep. seen that with our site as well. Uh, but can't take you seriously until you got a podcast as well, Robert. And uh, that's right. Just like right. everybody, you 20, got twenty. My God. <laughs> you got one now too, right? Yes, that is correct. I I, I did it for a while, like twenty twelve to fourteen. Like I did a fair number of podcasts, and I called it "We Love No Other." The words from the school song. So and, you were in on the ground uh, floor of the podcast thing. That's right, man. I was, I mean, look, I'm, let's see. I had a friend, my friend Brian told me about this app where you could like record audio and then like up it, upload it straight to your Twitter feed. And it was called, let's see, what was it called at the time? Audio Boo, B-O-O. <laughs> and it was this like kind of early social media thing. And it was this whole, like, hey, man, post your boo. Did you see this guy's boo? And it was really weird. I felt awkward about it. But I could interview a player at practice at Camp Rantoul in 2011. 
and I could just hit one button and send it to my Twitter feed and people could listen to that. So I started in on that and people were like, hey, audio straight from that. I like this. Let's do more of this. And so so I just kind of kept doing that. And so then I'm like, okay, well, podcasting, that's a thing now. So, you know, I find me a theme song and I, you know, record an intro and, and I'm ready to go. But I, I, I got to a point in like 2015, 2016, where the site was taking a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife and I had a conversation. It's like, okay, well, what? Like, okay, something's got to, like, we, I can't be doing this all the time. And her job started getting really, really busy. And we're like, we're never going to kind of see each other. We need to really prioritize some things. And, you know, my work is going to suffer and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I just decided at the time, okay, podcast has to go. I just can't. I need to trim something, and I want to keep covering games, so it's going to go. So sat in hiatus for four and a half years, and finally, as of as of this past Friday, it's back and back for good. And I'm going to do it at least once a week from uh, from here on out. Awesome. I uh, hope that goes well as well. All right, Robert, Thanks. let's dive in to this Illinois yep. football season. Let's start macro, and then we'll zoom in on the micro here. This is an odd season, of course, but it's still a pretty full Big Ten season. You get nine games with this crossover at the end of it, uh, and it's year five for Lovey. If you want to give him not credit or not uh, give him credit for the first year because it wasn't his team, it wasn't his roster. That's fine. Uh, but either way, this is his full roster now. Um, have you recalibrated how you look at this season um, based on everything that's gone on, or do you still think you'll have? You know, you can answer the questions we've long been wanting to answer since the Red Box Bowl. I think the answers are still there. Like, you know, there was a concern in the summer or even, you know, even pre-COVID. There was a concern after last year. It's like, okay, you know, say it's January. UConn had 26 players in the transfer portal in January. And so you're like, okay, we're going to beat UConn by 61 and, you know, it's, we're, we're going to learn nothing from that UConn game, unless it's, like, close. But, you know, UConn is barely a program at this point. Bowling Green, uh, Bill Connolly put together his ratings of the 130 teams for 2020, and Bowling Green was last. So it's like, okay, we're, we're playing two of the worst teams in football plus a small school team. We're, we're going to learn absolutely nothing in September and we might go three and six in the Big Ten and be in a bowl game and everybody's happy, but we don't really know anything because all they did was just beat some bad teams. So in that sense, there's like more to learn that it's a straight up, here's nine Big Ten games, here's open at Wisconsin. You know, in that sense, there's going to be like, yes, this is this is still what we need. We're going to look at these nine games and see what can be built after five years. But then on the flip side, what do you do if Wisconsin announces tomorrow that, <clears throat> you know, four offensive linemen are in quarantine and they're going to start other backups? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> how do you deal with the individual things? Okay, Jeff Brom has COVID and what if Purdue can't play next weekend? You, just, you know, that's a great where are these two programs game. Well, what if Purdue gets a bunch of cases after Brom did and they have to cancel? You know, then what? You know, mm-hmm. now what? So, it's, it's kind of balanced between, yes, this is year five and a bunch of seniors, and let's see what they've got. And it's a Big Ten schedule. Let's, let's focus in on these nine games. And on the flip side, it's like, okay, well, what if three people test and are out for 21 days and Illinois loses their entire linebacking core, whatever. You know, it's like, okay, well, now they got no chance. So 
So it's it's going to be interesting. And I think Big Ten has done it right, and they've they've gone about it the right way. These daily tests, and it's a really good way to just keep things from spreading if there is a positive from somewhere. But you know, there's still that thing hanging out there of like, okay, what if a Florida happens and suddenly you know, oh, 29 cases, then you know, then what? Yeah. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm glad you mentioned the non-conference because I've kind of said that gives you kind of a false sense of who you are. Uh, they, they were going to be 3-0. and I'm pretty comfortable in saying that. Uh, but if they had a seven-win season, I don't know if that's a great season. Like I, I, People would say, yeah, it's better, but um, Ron Zook didn't get fired because he made two bowl games, and everyone says, oh, two bowl games. Um, he got fired because he went 18-38 and 38 in the Big Ten. Right, like that—that's how you measure yourself. Um, so, how do you think, Robert, this roster stacks up to the rest of the Big Ten West? You know, I saw the preview today. There's a couple previews that came out that I read uh, this morning. Which one was uh, the Athletic did a Big Ten preview, and uh, ESPN Bill Connolly did a, a quick preview. And at Bill Connolly's preview. I forget who tweeted it this way. Somebody just said, I, I just read this preview. Basically, everybody's going to go 4-4 four, four in the Big Ten West. Yeah. And in a sense, I, I think that makes it kind of a perfect... Like, the whole point of the first step of this rebuild, right, is 2016, it's a mess. The Cubit had been extended. I, I still say, and I said this to you, I think that day, like, you pulling the quote of... It's not a dagger. The whole not a dagger quote is literally the one quote that will be remembered for 2010 decade. I forgot what um, I even asked Paul Kowalczyk. Poor Paul Kowalczyk. I, I think it was just, did you like, did you consider a four-year contract just to make this look better or something like that? And then he said, I feel that. like you asked something like, did you, uh, or, you know, do you think this, this hamstrings the program yeah. or something like that? <laughs> And and that's when he said, "Not ideal, but not a dagger." Yeah. And you know, poor, suddenly poor there's not ideal shirts <laughs> everywhere, and you know, <laughs> but but anyway, you know, so you know, with all of that said, and the condition the program was in, and a coach taking over in March with a recruiting class that was tossed together and you know, scraps of what could be found out there and, you know, everything of where the program was, yes, it's, it's going to be a long build and it's going to take a while. And the point is, can this program get to where it's on even footing with the Big Ten West? That's the first step. It's not the most difficult. It's not the Big Ten East where everybody's got to play Penn State, Ohio State, you know, every year and Michigan State when they were, you know, they made the playoff. So, you know, Indiana's part of true trying to prove themselves by saying, "Okay, can we stand with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State?" You know, that's it's a lot more difficult than what Big Ten West teams are doing. But it's a division this year that lays it out. You know, like Nebraska should be better. Minnesota will be a little worse because they lost a lot of starters, but they should be on even footing. Iowa lost a lot, but they should be right there. Purdue. Brought back a lot more and Bell, maybe the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. You know, like Purdue has what it needs. It, does Illinois stand there with those teams? You know, we saw 2018 defense, what it looks like. We saw 2017 offense, what it, what it looks like when you're just not even close to competing. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't belong with the other teams in your conference. 
Um, last year, especially the end of the year, looked like they belonged. This year, it's okay. You pretty even, you know, Northwestern was bad last year, but they have every single player back, basically. They got a quarterback now. Their offense should be better. Defense should be good. Purdue, 4-8 last year. Illinois was better. Beat them on the road. Let's go toe-to-toe on Halloween and see where each program stands in their rebuild. Minnesota, yeah, Fleck took over a program that had five straight bowls going in. He started from a heavier thing. He had a great class last year, five NFL draft picks, rode that to double-digit wins. Now he first turns to his own players, and we'll see where that program is at. So all of these Big Ten West matchups are, okay, the Minnesota rebuild and the Illinois rebuild have now had ample time to be on the same footing. What do you got? And that's why this is, you know, it's still a really good year to be like, okay, here's that, here's that, where are you at? Let's, mm-hmm. let's, you know, everybody turn in your papers and we're going to grade your test. So yeah. that, that's, that's going to be good to see. I'd include Purdue and Brahm in that too. Um, be very yeah. interesting with him in that year too. Um, don't know if I've spent enough time talking about this. I, I think I did kind of in the summer, but uh, this is kind of a big year for Rod Smith. He had that exciting first year where he brings this rushing attack with this mobile quarterback with A.J. Bush. Uh, then last year he was hampered a bit, didn't have the running quarterback, and of course all the injuries to to some of their wide receivers, and they just didn't have a lot of wide receivers. Um, but expectations rise with more talent. So I, I'm really interested to see what he can do uh, with these pieces that I don't know, like – I feel like Rod's offense usually is built around a mobile quarterback and these slot receivers. He's got a big physical group with kind of this, um, we know Brandon can be mobile, but it's more of a pocket passer. So I'm really interested to see what he does this year because it's year three for him. Yeah, definitely. Year three for a coordinator needs to be like all the pieces are there and it's and it's go time. Um, and yeah, it's funny, you know, like I was, you know, just writing these parts of the preview in the last two days of like, Yes, like, you know, people kind of forget, you know, the offense was bottom third nationally last year, mm-hmm. you know, like, like in, in, in some statistical categories, like first down stuff, they were like bottom 10% nationally of, you know, like first down yardage and things like that. There were, there were some real struggles. I mean, Illinois fans remember the, the surge against Wisconsin you know, having enough to beat Purdue, blowing out Rutgers in the second half, the comeback at Michigan State. Everybody re- kind of remembers, oh, yeah, that offense finally got rolling. But also, you know, then 10 points, then 10 points, then 20, you know, 40 points in the last three games. Mm-hmm. And and there were some serious struggles. So, yeah, like, again, like, <laughs> in that sense, this is like – for debates among fans about Illinois football this is like the simplest year ever. Okay. Rod Smith really, but you know, there's no like, Oh, he didn't have this or, you know, maybe some injuries come, who knows, but it's okay. You've had three years to implement your offense. You have your quarterback coming back. Uh, you've, you've bolstered the receivers. You have, you know, a tailback if healthy, that can be really good. You have the fourth most experienced offensive line, in the country and the three teams in front of you in that category all return five linemen. So you've got everything you need to have a successful offense. Now go out and do it. Defensively, Robert, I feel like the back seven, I got confidence in 
Um, the front four, it's hard to escape this. Like that feels like the one group that might not be up to par. Like we were talking about this group is, you know, it is an older group actually, when you think about it with Carney and Gay and, and Jamal Woods and Roderick Perry now, and Calvin Avery's a junior. Uh, it's just, man, all those guys have huge question marks. So how do you think, I mean, we're going to learn a lot on Friday against Wisconsin, but, um, it's hard to talk about the defense without having that huge concern. That's, that's my biggest concern really probably of the season. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, it, it, I, I think the biggest thing for the defensive line, like you're you're right, and again, these stats are the top of my head because I just just wrote about this. Like, mm-hmm. Gay has ten starts. You know, Carney has eight starts. Woods has twelve starts. In a sense, like you have guys who have nearly started full season. You yeah. can you can make the argument that those three guys all have one year of starting experience. You know, I looked up the numbers of games they've played, just simply games they played. It was like 32, there's 30 for Woods, 32 for Carney and 34 for Gay, something like that, something mm-hmm. in that ballpark. So th- these are experienced players who have been out on football fields, maybe not as starters, but have been there. Behind them though, like, gosh, okay, what, like, complete unknowns guessing as to what's there like across the board you got Deion Pate okay fourth year should be there should be ready to be a big time contributor is he we don't know yet Calvin Avery gosh he just hasn't played is he in shape what what is the staff how much they're going to play him is he just a, a goal line and short yardage kind of DT like last year we don't know defensive end is it is it Keith Randolph? Is he ready his second year? Is it Seth Coleman? Is he ready? Mark Mondesir, he's never really played. Zeke Holmes, he's never played. Like, he hasn't even practiced. And he's in his third year because of all of his injuries. So it's just like unknown, 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 unknown. And anytime you do that, it's like scary. Because if those starters aren't ready, you turn around like, okay, well, let's pull the next guy. Oh, wait, do we even have a second stringer? Or is it just second, third, and fourth guy are all pretty even. We don't know what they have yet until they get out there. So that's the that's the fear is like not only do you have a brand new set of starters who could be pretty good and Roderick Perry could be the find of the century. <laughs> but then, you know, everybody likes to rotate, you know, five and five at both D E and D T. So who who are the five? Like, you know, just take your pick kind of stuff. You know, you, you need something like Mark Mondesir to be what Ayo Shigbanyo was yeah. in, in 2019. A guy who's never been around, haven't played. You don't, you know, everybody's grabbing their program. Like, who is this? What number is that? Who's that guy? Is that one of the transfers? You know, you need somebody like that to be like, oh, wait, is he your best defensive end right now? <laughs> so uh, that has to be the, you know, you got to have like three of those things hit to feel good about the defensive line. Yeah. Um, who's the player you're most excited to check out on Friday? You got a lot to choose from. I mean, it's got to be Perry. It's it's yeah. got to be Ryder Perry. Like I, you know, I I put a little too much in in some. Like I did a deep deep dive on his draft stock. I, I went to like I don't know if you've ever been uh, you got like swimming in in NFL draft website waters. I was like, gonna say, do you ever find everywhere. like the dark side of the draft? Uh, internet there. Like, it sounds like... I mean, honestly, what I did, so I would like go find a site that was talking about players and then I would go to that person's Twitter. This is so great. I go to that person's <laughs> Twitter and just see A, are they verified? And B, do they have any followers? 
Like that was the only way I would see my validation for these people I've never heard of before is, oh, he's got 65,000 followers. So he probably, you know, he's not, oh, that guy wrote like he absolutely knew he was talking about. He has 321 followers. He's just some guy writing words on the internet, which is kind of ironic since I'm that guy. But um, so, yes, so I did this deep dive of like, let me find some actual NFL draft people that have publications and see. And a lot, and like one of them had Perry as the 18th best D tackle in the 21 draft. And again, this was all based on South Carolina State. Like this all came out after last year's draft before he even transferred to Illinois. So, you know, one had him as the top FCS player for the draft. One of them had as the fourth best FCA player, FCS player for the draft. So his name was everywhere as not just his pretty good defensive tackle, but, you know, articles that are here are the five football championship subdivision players who could surprise and find their way onto draft boards after next season. And his name was consistently listed. So if he is that guy, that's a massive, that's it. That's like a godsend. That's what love you said. Team. Godsend. <laughs> yes. Like that is, that is an angel dropped from heaven into the massive hole left by by Jamal Milan's graduation and say, okay, here's, here's the hole plugger in the center uh, that the defense is desperate to find. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, maybe he's undersized and he gets overwhelmed and his first game gets to be against offensive linemen from Wisconsin. So, you know, it's like we might get into the second quarter on Friday night and be like, okay, well, there's a reason he went to South Carolina State uh, initially, you know, yeah, I feel uh, like... but it could also be that, that those draft, uh, you know, that, you know, you watch his film, he's really quick for a big guy and he could, you know, he's kind of like what Kenyon Jackson was last year, but maybe better of, as far as like that DT who's maybe not, you know, six, six or whatever, but he's, he's really hard to move and he's really quick to get around you and he can, get out to the edge and even make a tackle and a chase down and whatever. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be spotlighting him because yeah. if he is that changes kind of the prospect for what this defense can be. Yeah. I feel like I was going to be ISOed on him a lot too. Um, is there a player, uh, do you want to do a deeper dive player or a player that we should be talking about more or maybe your guy this year? That's a good question. I, like, it's so weird. Like, you say that, and every time I'm asked about my guy, I did an article every year with Craig, a guy from the website, and mm-hmm. I, Craig would go to camp with me for at least a few days, and we would, like, pick our teams of guys. We did t- each take five guys. I don't have any guys. Like, I, I'm just now realizing that I don't have a guy team this year. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll give two names. Uh, you know, I, I think um, – I think Devin Witherspoon could be a future superstar. Um, I went back and was watching some games in the off season and not just the Wisconsin foot tackle, but he made so many like, Whoa, this like even the kickoff at the end of Michigan state, you watch that highlight, you know, it's five seconds left. You you're pretty sure you've come back and won the game, but okay, let's just tackle this guy before some Illinois thing happens. And he comes flying through like a bullet on the film, like 
faster than everybody else, dives right at the at the ball carrier's ankles, flips him upside down, game over, ball game. And you're like, man, this kid. So you look up his stats, he had 13 tackles on kickoffs or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, this, this this guy can tackle. Like this guy can he he understands how how a corner has to fly at people's feet. If Kinoto Hudson, um, so, were, if Kinoto Hudson were a player, it'd be Devin Witherspoon, like that feisty yes. physical guy. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's a good take. I, I, I think he, uh, I think he could, I mean, look, he's undersized and you know, he, but Ohio state looked at his high school film and was like, I'm pretty sure that guy's 145 pounds. <laughs> like, I, we don't, we don't recruit guys that are that slender and that kind of thing. So sure. You know, he might have some physical, uh, restrictions and such, but as far as a football player, as far as instincts mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the stuff you, you kind of watch for when you're watching uh, off-season film with that. Uh, and then probably the other guy, um, I'll reserve calling him my guy until I see it. I was pretty excited about the Hightower, uh, the, the Brian Hightower transfer, uh, just because we saw what Rod was able to do with a physical receiver lost in the USC uh you know, depth chart of receivers and baby transfers here. And suddenly, you know, he's an all big 10 kind of player and, you know, opens up space with his physicality mm-hmm. and you can throw him the jump balls and, and, and that. And I think, I think Hightower from Miami can, can be a similar thing. You know, he, he did the mid season transfer last year. It was like October 15th or whatever, and had a falling out with someone and just announced himself in the transfer portal mid season and just looking for a fresh start and, uh, come to Illinois and, and he's a kind of a physical specimen and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So it's, it's interesting, uh, that the direction they've gone with some of those transfer receivers is the big physical. Yeah. I mean, you can almost even put Daniel, uh, Bebe in there as well of, of like, is he a tight end? Is he a wide receiver? Is he just a big guy who catches passes? You know, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how they use all that. Yeah, what I hear about Hightower's hands, his hands are, are really, really good. Um, all right, so Robert, what are your expectations for Friday? Well, you know, you know me, and you know I won't do a, uh, I won't do a season prediction or a game prediction until the night before. I have to let mm-hmm. all my thoughts center and settle. Uh, so I can't throw out any numbers, sure. but. Um, I'm pretty, uh, I guess I'm, I'm kind of glad there's no warm-up game for either. I feel like it could benefit Illinois if Graham Mertz's first real passes, you know, aren't against Florida International or whoever Wisconsin was going to play in the first, and it's, and it's a real deal defense that was, you know, fourth and takeaways last year. Um, I, I think that's a good scenario for Illinois. You know, Wisconsin has what five, six new starters on offense, and and uh, that could be a that could be a, a benefit. You know, there is no Jonathan Taylor anymore. Is Groshek really a number one back? You know, all the questions that they have. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this defense stands up. On the flip side. I think I think Wisconsin's defense is going to be like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. They returned like nine of eleven starters. They were really, really good last year. I believe 
wasn't the Navarro touchdown in the first half against Wisconsin? Wasn't that like their first first half touchdown they had given up all year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and I think it was the first touchdown in like several weeks at that point of their yes, season. Yes, they had done two shutouts in one field goal game or something. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they were good, good, and and Illinois snuck up on them last year, and that's fine. You know, they were caught looking ahead and and whatever. The when you have a defense that's really good, but a top 10 defense nationally, and you return nine of 11 starters, and you have all these seniors in the secondary, and you have all these backups, and you have these linebackers that have been waiting for their spot, like Fanborn. Like, I just think they're going to be so good. You know, players that Illinois was recruiting, like Isaiah Green May, and, you know, all these all these guys that you wish were in Champaign are now upperclassmen on the Wisconsin defense, and it's like, um, okay. This is going to be a problem. So I think it's the best. I, I think Wisconsin's defense will be better than Ohio State's defense. So I think it's the best defense they'll only face this year. Um, so, hey, welcome to game one, Ross Smith. Uh, this could be like a top three defense in all of college football. You're playing them on the road in the first game. Let's, uh, let's see how this goes. Robert Rosenthal, lineupboard.com. What's football, man? Let's get this going. I'm ready. I would like that to happen in my life at some point very soon. Robert, uh, happy football season, man. Always appreciate the time, and uh, good luck with everything. Everybody get a subscription to com, and you can check out his massive season preview. Robert, thank you, bud. Okay, thanks. Always enjoy my conversations with Robert Rosenthal. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And uh, go support Robert and the crew there at IlliniBoard.com. Great content, uh, especially from the fanalist side of things, as he likes to say. But uh, support him. Um, he does great work there at IlliniBoard.com. Check out his subscription tiers and check out the podcast. We love no other. Uh, another great audio content for Illini if you'd like. Uh, always appreciate you supporting us as well, whether it's here on the podcast or on the site. And if you aren't a VIP member yet, Now's a great time to try us out because 24-7 Sports is allowing us to do a two months for $1. Two months for $1. That's like 1.4 cents a day or 1.6 cents. Can't do that math in my head right away. Uh, you can do it and make fun of me later. But it's less than two pennies a day for the next two months. And that's a really great deal when you consider the next two months. Is basically the entire Illinois football season. It's the first month of Illinois basketball season, and it's a huge time in a lot of basketball recruiting. And you know, Derek Piper has been all over that. So go to our site right now, two months for just one dollar. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Always enjoy the support on the podcast as well. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. We're going to have more content on the pod later this week, including some Wisconsin insight as well. Break down everything you need to know about this year's Badgers. Always appreciate listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Tonight, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free.
lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale tonight, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.